funny how this life goes. <laughs> you see, the dishwasher, the dishwasher's on the fritz, which gave me a chance to wash the dishes by hand, which I don't enjoy as much as folding laundry. But in doing so, it gave me a chance to think about, hey, I should go out to the barn, because I've got a couple things to say. And then just how I was getting ready to do that, the spectacles, my, my, my glasses broke. You know, they're, uh, <laughs> they've been around the world. So it's not terribly surprising, but it makes it even better to talk to you because I got to go easy on the screens. I'm here in the Kura barn. I'm surrounded by notebooks, journals, to the point of almost overwhelming myself. But I followed my routine. I've lit incense and sage. I've warmed up hot water. In this case, it's not even tea. It's just hot water. Stretched out a little bit, listened to a little bit of music. I got some new records in the mail. And then I was gonna make a beer can chicken, needed a beer can, asked the in-laws, and they pulled the one from the family shrine saying, itadakimasu, Grandpa Ichiro. What a life, right? Anyhow, I've got a few things to read from the uh, to be considered pile. Do you wanna hang out? Have you got a beverage? So by now, you maybe know, well, anyway, I, whether, <laughs> whether you know or not, I've been fiddling away on a collection, a book of poems and snippets of letters and diaries, working titles, circumnavigation, comma, of sorts, which I quite, the, the, the title is growing, growing on me. So I made a list as I do for everything about, okay, step one, you know, first was setting up the environment, putting a leg to support the table here and getting a few things ready in, in the barn studio and, I, and, and then, then, then setting up the, the digital documents. So now I have computers here, not just my analog record player and notebooks. I have computers here in the barn. And then it got to the point, you know, after I set up the document, putting in the, oh yeah, these ones are, you know, for sure, kind of the ones that have stuck in my head and some of the standard, well, it's standard, uh, some handy poems to kind of get some things going, right? Put some bones in the, the document. And then I got to the part where I started going through all the notebooks and journals. And, you know, if you look around, there's, there's quite literally several stacks. And, you know, I, I have a tendency to overwhelm myself, <laughs> overwhelm myself. I seem to enjoy it. I like, I love being surrounded. I'm certainly a maximalist, not a, a minimalist. I love having all the things all at once. And let's, let's put on a record. And I've been keeping a logbook of records listened to while I've been coming out to the barn. You know, I had big aspirations. Well, not really big aspirations, but I sort of had a sense that I would just do this for November. And at the end of November, I would come out with a thing that was a first draft that I could... And, you know, I won't quite get get there. You know, with my dodgy health situation, every time I go in for some kind of treatment, it's sort of the next two days are kind of a fog. And so every time the treatment is, is sort of three lost days, and tomorrow's another one of those days. And it's all part of the process. And, and gosh, I'm, I'm lucky to have the care that I'm, I'm getting now. And and on the good days, I do better than I have in a long time. So what this means is I come out in little short uh, spurts and starts, listen to an album or maybe two, and that's about it done. So not that it matters to anyone but me, but it's November 23rd, 2022. I'm in 
Tsuchida, Okayama, Japan. And so I'm onto the part. So I, I put the poems in that are like the for sure. And now I'm going through the scrapbooks and wondering, oh, geez, that's right. I went to this place and I wrote this thing. And it has been a little emotional, right? And part of this book is, I, I made a note. Maybe you saw some of my little Shoto kind of calligraphy style signs. I put up as saying things like uh, circumnavigation uh, what, <laughs> um, uh, of the world, of, of my heart, of, of emotions. And let's uh, write a letter to an unwritten future and a cherished past. And this is for me and for Stanley and for, for my pals. And... Uh, I'm part of a diligent tradition and all the words which want to be in there. Enjoy the process. Pleasure. Talk fast. Write quickly. I've been accused of being a fast talker and that I should slow down. But the thing is that whether I go slowly or fast, two hours is two hours, right? So let's get things done. So, but the, 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 what I was trying to say is the... the, 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 the uh, there's a sign that says lovers and the illness are only ghosts in the book, but those ghosts keep on coming up in the, the journals. And I just, they're just not all, uh, the, you know, this, this book isn't for them. It isn't about them. But today, one of the journals is poems written in Pokhara and Gondruk and other places in Nepal. And I did a lot of writing when I was there because I was staying in an Ayurveda hospital and I was there for two, three weeks and didn't really leave. It was just all treatment. But then while I'm laying on the table getting various treatments, my brain's writing, writing poems. However, before I went into the hospital, there was, a, there was a lake right there in Pokhara and at the top is a world peace stupa and folks will hire a boat and either paddle themselves or have someone do the paddling as I did, and then go across and then hike up to the World Peace Stupa. I'm not qualified for hiking up things anymore, but I am good at sitting in, the, in a boat while someone else does the, the, the paddling and writing poems. And I came across this poem, and it gets kept on going and going and going, and I haven't really revisited it until I sort of uh, typed it out. And it's I have a title on it here, Stupas Over Temples, and... I don't know, there's like 63 little choruses. Now, in poetry, there's various tools and devices that you can use. There's rhyme, there's meter, which is kind of the rhythm and the cadence. The poem, there's wordplay and, 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 and working in your, your witticisms. And there's certainly imagery and metaphor. And I'm not one much for rhyming, right? But there's, there's, there's rhyme going on in here. So... It feels a little clumsy for me because as soon as I start reading it, it feels like da 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 So before I put it in the book, maybe all of it goes in, maybe none of it goes in, maybe part of it goes in. Maybe it's the middle path, which is appropriate because this is about, there's a lot of Buddhism in this. Now, before early on in this circumnavigation, I watched a documentary about the Buddha and there was an expert and she said, the Buddha said, to gain anything, first you have to lose everything. And somehow I took this to heart and it sort of stuck with me. Then I find out that he didn't actually ever say that. <laughs> so govern yourself accordingly. Stupas over temples. The pigeons eat the flowers donated to the gods who, despite their omnipotent powers, request your spare change patronage. 
tree trunks striped red and white to accessorize the bark, stumps carefully manicured to delineate the park. The temple sits tiny on a smaller island, generations of monk picnics right here, I'd imagine. Pollinate the land with gravel, brick, and mortar, golden jewels removed in order to keep throng to keep throngs in order. By pellets to feed the fish. <clears throat> Beverage. <clears throat> By pellets to feed the fish, clearly reincarnated from royal kin, and Buddha who slept there next to the gentleman's room. Hindus with dotted foreheads don't mind another deity. Add to a pantheon of excess room for another at the party. But I've got a question for you, for you Guatama. As your neighbors chose to call you, did you really need these golden replicas numbered in the millions? Buy one for the dash of your motorbike. Tattoos, however, are not appropriate, unless ordered with compassion and expressed demand and tribute. Temple, something like a treehouse, the good man and I constructed in our youth, with a stack of forgotten lumber cut and stacked rough and, and rough-hewn. Assembled with silver spikes, forged with iron ore, appropriate for railways, too heavy for anything more. Thatched roof is replaced now by hammered corrugated tin to make the rain a mighty symphony when the monsoon comes again. The rain keeps the bells in time in, random, in a random time signature, attached to roofs and railings, brass glinting with the overture. Ducats for your blessings, or else they don't get heard. Gongs to amplify your wishes, coins to mend your wrongs. Gotama grew up in this very neighborhood. Check your, privi check your privilege, he'd now be told. Born to a royal line, mistaking protection for being bold. Excess and exuberance, feasting every night. Got it out of your system, not sure if that's all right. So you left your wife alone, and I think about your baby boy, hearing stories of his deadbeat dad, out seeking simple peace and joy, begging for enlightenment and a pen to write it down, seven truths and a middle path, graceful smile, never a frown. Handed down through centuries, ringed with gold and clay, in the shadow of a pagoda, another one up the way. Seagulls stand watch as the lakeside traffic guards. Tiny boats ignore their warnings, landing on the yard. Might not be enough, I fear, as rumors emerge from sky. Over a shortwave transmission static, all I hear are lies. These transmissions suggest a plot, chaos in other lands. This peace you speak about, is it readily at hand? Do they meditate before they fly, the plane over the mountain passes? Or check it off the list, like cleaning dirty bifocal glasses. Roads fully wandered, pilgrimages to their western homes, 88 sacred sites, or a walk to touch old bones. Venerated by authority figures who say we're all the same, capable of great compassion, empty condolences are benign. Gentleness, when it suits the times, actions sequestered under words. Rituals, routines, and rote memorization gather the flock into passive herds. Untempered by the fires, which burn from hardwood planks, chiseled, hewn, and quartered, identity lost in clumsy stacks. 
You wear your robes to designate dedication to the clerics who's chosen to keep the keys to the sepulcher intact. In your dusty mausoleum, they gently lift the lid, drill a hole for observation by generations of the dead. Proud and dedicated experts, misquoting scripture fibs, left to interpretation, offering explanations for what you did. They are mocked for being born, apparently in an inopportune time, reviled for dependencies, very intelligence undermined. Greedy forebears mistaking letters for actual meaning, scratching lines to define their times, exaggerations on pages gleaming. It's easy to be you, I suppose, born with all the gifts, times of abundance and plenty enough so you can drift. Wander the desert for 40 minutes, watch ants under banyan trees, inspire other seekers but ignore their basic needs. Contributions pay for paint and brooms to sweep around. The roughage from the recluse leaves untidy on the ground. You should have asked you should have asked a forester why the leaves don't fall anymore. The reasons arrive in chaos. Organic detris feed the soil. Now we float towards lofty goals to celebrate world peace in a land promised to be great, yet swept away by murder just like all the rest. Reasons and justifications undermine the best. Rough, r rough wove robes on one side, spangled uniforms the other both beholding to someone who doesn't know their name. But be ready for inspection, whether tomorrow or another life. Sins tip scales to one side, subjectivity to the left. Omissions defined as fuzzy, as fuzzy, commissions paid in full, with interest for all involved who tabulate the score. They mock themselves for their own award, chastise their own guilt, by associations with thuggery voted in last, last night. The writ will be fastened to the iron gate out front, read by the ones in the proper hat, privy to the blues, abusing your only right. Growing up, your forgotten son never sent a gift. Say no to all requests for favors, tickets, and forgiveness. Haunted with jaundice fright. We float away now. Let the current take us there. Alas, the lake, a lake lacks a tidal force or gravity's easy pull. The solution seems obvious, construct another dam to harness all the carnage and catch the beavers unplanned. Diligent workers unrequited, unprepared for the transmissions of coded words, plans, and ruses written in spontaneous jest. So the lodge is interrupted by unexpected turmoil, flee to hide among the trees until it all blows over. The rooster crows, Though, times, though the time's well past noon, boats land on sand nearby, a tea shop on the trail. Before walking clockwise round, the pag a pagoda is the goal, so you kick the roundest ball, paddle in two directions to see which one falls. Two teas before the stupa, looming over the lake, short-changed by the storekeeper who didn't close the gate. You see, the hinge is rusty now, and conflict might break out, over a dirty bill made in a hidden tenement, but each one's authenticated by hand, printing pressed with hubris ink to create current currency to exchange for surveyed land. Cold store with warm whiskey, drink up before you go. The clinicians won't allow inebriation since you signed the pact. 
an edict to obey the rules made for someone else, when all you seek is shelter, protection from the wind. Light a beady and sit still with a yak milk tea, on a short, dry, fit rock wall, absence of masonry. Chairs sit empty under an iron roof, paint peels but signal is strong, to notify of sacred gifts, alerts of imminent Tremors which shake brick houses down. Two cups of sugar ruin a ton of Roman cemented lime. Aqueducts replaced by distilleries, mistresses for wives. Secrets written in large block print, hidden in plain sight. Yeah, my boots are made of leather, though I swerve around the cows. Rip-rap assembled by ancient who decided on a stroll. My walking stick is not made for distance, just enough to clear the rocks to a higher vantage point to observe the encroaching fogs. Mountains obscured by smoke, or maybe too clear. Annapurna wants to hide her flank from invading prying eyes. A blue Buddha stands alert in a meditative trance, hardened by decades since the very last repaint. A bandage over your third eye from where the spear tip pierced, injecting newfound wisdom, cultured pearls of intelligence his hands tough and wrinkled, accustomed to a paddle, to match his purple hat con contrasts the gray beneath. Tickets to return you to the lakeside garden, where the dancers might amuse you before the band begins to play. Songs olden, you suspect, though proof remains elusive, ankles strong in sandals ready for a trip. Heft your only rucksack, holding essential things, until the weight reaches critical, arches your slender back. The stupa is 45 minutes uphill, downhill an hour and a half, and it seems Siddhartha borrowed soggy Neptune's trident only for a while, prepared to protect the masses from rogue waves and endless toil. Massive, high, and foreboding, as though chiseled by Neanderthals, from black obsidian rock into jagged, rusted tool sufficient to skin an ox. How about that? Stupas over temples. Approximately 63 choruses. I didn't actually count. And the pages, you know, I, uh, I typed it and I'm just going to pause there for a second. It's a flood of memories for me while it was written in Nepal, all in one manic, not manic, one state of flow on the boat and at a tea shop. You know, I know that there's flashes in there from the journeys that came before. There's bits of Thailand and, and Malaysia in there and other places and things that were going on with my little life. So it was transcribed directly from the diary with a few typing missteps for sure and printed out to read it to you in some scattered order. Wow. I won't count the hours, the appointments, the bus rides, the taxis, the reschedulings, the referrals, the same lab tests again and again, the eye rolls. Knowledge leads to anger, health, revelation, and reinvention out of the scrapbook. 
There's another one here about checking myself into the Royal Jubilee, alas, majesty not on duty. For a sh so a shivering white v-neck, I grab a backpack and run to a taxi into the night, a ferry on a quiet room to a safe house, a mystic tincture, then a hall which smelled like soup, and a well-made bed, kindness in Royal Ar Albert. Anywho, there's me, and there's you out there somewhere in the world. <laughs> and this is me standing up already. Eyes bright, body weary, but heart full. So happy to wash dishes, fold laundry, bath time every night with a darling boy with question mark eyebrows. And I'm so very grateful that you're out there in the world coming along with me on this circumnavigation of sorts. Very fondly, from Tsuchita Cottage, I remain still.